First, give us your take on why you will be picketing, specifically outside the ministerial estate uh, in Tuane this morning. Well, because we believe it is a gross slap in the face to the 30 million South Africans who live below the poverty line, the 42% of South Africans who are unemployed, and an environment where the economy is shrinking, not growing, largely due to policy failures by the very people who now use your money, public money, and uh, taxpayer money to shield themselves from their own policy failures. Uh, the billions rands uh, spent on, on properties, on luxury vehicles, and on now generators and staff uh, for these individuals, along with the free water, uh, is out of kilter with the daily suffering uh, of South Africans who are combating a spiraling cost of living and who are struggling to put uh, food on the table for their families. Uh, this is one of the largest cabinets in the world, and it has now become one of the most expensive cabinets in the world, and it's become a luxury South Africa just can't afford. So you're suggesting that they're living like rock stars. So on average, how much does each ministerial house cost, and, and roughly how much do the ministerial perks cost the taxpayer? Well, if one looks at the, at the conglomerated cost of the mansions, it's over a billion rand. Obviously, they're different in they're different price. But remember, each minister gets a mansion in Cape Town, and they get a mansion in Pretoria. Um, they get a, a cars in Cape Town, they get cars in Pretoria. They've got staff in Pretoria, staff in Cape Town. It's very, very uh, expensive. Um, it costs, if you, if you put a minister and a deputy minister, it costs, uh, and you create a new ministry, it costs around about 74 million rand a year uh, for, for those uh, two individuals, if one takes into account all of that. And bear in mind, on top of that, there's the free water and electricity. And, of course, the uh, generators, which ensure that these ministers have power uh, 24 hours a day while the rest of us are plunged into darkness. So we understand that the DA has already filed a complaint with the public protector to investigate the perks, and the party has also published its interim, or intention rather, to introduce an amendment to the Remuneration of Public Office Bearers Act. How will this proposed act work, and, and have you presented it before members of parliament? Well, there's two processes, obviously the one with the public protector, which makes the point that some of these perks that have been given, for example, generators and free water, um, are outside of what would be provided for in the ministerial handbook. Secondly, uh, we, Dr. Leon Schreiber has put forward a number of proposals to, to a revised ministry, a ministerial handbook, which would ensure that many of these perks fell away, or certainly the quantum that was given to them uh, was removed. Uh, so that, or, or lowered, so that it was more in line with the official duties. And let me be clear, nobody is wanting you know, to prevent ministers from doing their work. Uh, they obviously have their tools of trade. Our view is that just the current batch of these is excessive, given the place that South Africa finds itself in at the moment. Staying on the matter of the public protector, the acting PP, Advocate Koleka Kaleka's leaked prim, uh, preliminary report has uh, cleared the president of any wrongdoing in the Palapala debacle. Uh, what is the DA's view on the contents of this uh, report and, and why do you feel that uh, Kaleka misunderstood perhaps the conflict of interest raised by the DA on the part of the president? Well, obviously it's very difficult, Trump. It's most unfortunate that this interim report has been leaked because some are using it uh, to say, oh, there we go, everyone's being cleared. This is an interim report, and all parties now have 10 days to make submissions. Our view is very simply that on the president's own version of events, 
that there is a clear conflict of interest between Sora reports of the businessman and Sora reports of the president, which the Constitution and the Executive Ethics Act says very clearly needs to be avoided at all costs. And I use the example of the pursuit of the president's private uh, money that was stolen from his private property from a private business operation was utilized the publicly funded presidential protection unit who are there to protect President Ramaphosa, the president, not the businessman, the president, and to ensure that, that he is kept safe. That was then used to cross into other countries to conduct policing operations outside of any authority from SAPs and with no case number. You and I and every other citizen in the country can only get a case investigated if there's a case number. To me, it's a very clear-cut conflict of interest between Ramaphosa, the businessman, and Ramaphosa, the politician. I want to cover as much as possible. The multi-party coalition led by the DA also laid charges of fraud against the former mayor of Tuani at the Brooklyn police station last week, Friday, for allegedly faking his rehabilitation certificate. Uh, Do you believe uh, anything positive will come from this? Well, hopefully the only chains you'll be wearing in the future will be the ones around his ankles and his his (laughs) wrists because to fake a document of the court is a very, very serious offence. Uh, particularly given the fact that he must have known that there would be scrutiny of that particular document. And his desperation to cling to power uh, has now exposed him. In fact, he was never legitimately a councillor. And I would uh, have told our team in Chwane that they need to pursue uh, the the funds that he was paid as a councillor, given the fact that he was illegitimately elected right back from the first time that he uh, took office because he never qualified to be a public representative in terms of the law and he must be held accountable for that and he must pay back that money. Just lastly and briefly, what time will your picket start? 9 a.m. at Brentirian. If you have a loose end today, anyone's welcome to join. John Sienna is leader of the Democratic Alliance.